Do you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out, where we say that beauty always starts in the inside and works its way out. You know, I know, like many of you, we've all had situations where we have been grieving or we are healing from something that's changed in our life. And I know as human beings, we're not really good with change, but inevitably it happens and we have to kind of deal with it. So you might have some past issues that haven't been properly healed. Um, You might have some loved ones lost that you feel you might have been cheated by or, you know, maybe it was their time to pass and you're still kind of wallowing in the grief of it all. And today we're going to talk about healing and we're going to talk about the beauty of trusting yourself, though, through that healing process. And of course, I have one of my favorite people on with me today, and that's my co-host, Gloria Coppola. And she is a life coach, an amazing woman, um, and uh, definitely somebody who will help you to awaken your soul from the inside out. So welcome, Gloria. Hello, Bonnie. Thanks for bringing me on. I love being yeah, your co-host. No, it's a topic. <laughs> it's good. It's good to have you back. And and so we have a very special ghost uh, ghost today. <laughs> that was a Freudian slip, right? Um, we have a very special guest today. And uh, Gloria, of course, introduced me to Deborah Finley. And Deborah has been um, an amazing healer in uh, over the course of time, but she's also what she calls herself as a medium. So sometimes, sometimes healing through a particular medium requires a medium. So we're going to be talking about that with Deborah as well. So welcome, Deborah. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Oh, you are so welcome. Uh, you know, Gloria, first of all, thank you for introducing me to Deborah because she was just uh, a, an amazing um, influence on my healing process. And I, I don't know that many of my listeners were aware, but my father did pass away over the summertime. And um, he was in, you know, had uh, uh, late stages of dementia and started to have complications from dementia, which we all know happened. So, um, we weren't prepared necessarily for him to be dying, but we also were aware that he did not want to continue living in the state of mind that what he was he was in because you know when he came in and he kind of went out. Um, for those of you that are familiar with dementia and, and Alzheimer's, he knew he wasn't himself, um, and so that passing was uh, was sad. Uh, Beautiful. I'm so glad that my family and I were all together during all of this. But like anything, the grieving process sometimes doesn't start right away. Sometimes you just kind of like have to get right back into your life and doing things. And that is when uh, Deborah came into my life and she did a a beautiful reading for me um, and shared some things and shared some of my family members with me that uh, it's hard to believe. Deborah, this is what I'm going to say. It's hard for people to believe that, first of all, you can heal through a reading of mediumship. 
but it's hard for people to sometimes maybe just believe in life after death or the fact that some people might be incredibly gifted to be able to connect and communicate with our past loved ones. And I, I know that Gloria, even our co-host today, also has um, some of these inevitable um, skills as well. But um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you guys at this point, Deborah, tell us a little bit more about you know, what you do, how you do this. And of course, fill us in on at what point did you know that you were communicating a little dip, bit deeper than the rest of us? Um, well, it was explained to me years ago from a colleague that I wasn't um, just a psychic. Um, I was a medium as well. And back in that day, you know, I didn't know what a medium was. So I'm what they call an, a natural medium. I've been this way all my life, and I knew I was different. You know, once you become a school age and things like that, you know you're a little different. So then you learn not to talk about these things so much, you know. However, um, it was a colleague of mine that explained the difference. I was giving him a reading one day, and he said, um, what card? I was using cards. And he was saying, what card is telling you this about my father? And I said, well, he's here. And that's how, you know, quite simple, <laughs> but that's how I found out. Quite simple I, for a medium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and honestly, I, I get what you're saying because I'm also, you know, I understand how it works now and so forth, but I, it still took me a, um, a while myself, you know. Oh, but I, I was, But I was over on the other side for a little bit. So, and I came back. <laughs> so, I had a new death, as they say. Oh, you um, did. And yeah. did that mm -hmm. enhance your skill and ability? Or was it just, at this point, you just became more comfortable with it? Um, I feel like I was enhanced, actually, right before it happened as well. And then when it went afterwards as well, too. Yes. So, I, it supercharged it or something, I want to say. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I fought and kicked it, you know, I kicked and fought against it as well, Bonnie. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, everybody that I know that, you know, that has um, mm -hmm. this gift, um, they've fought it. They fought it. And, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. but part of what we're going to be talking about today is, is how to be able to use it to not only heal ourselves, but to heal others. And then next week, Gloria and I are going to be doing a show together as well. And we're going to be talking about the surrender part of mm -hmm. grief and healing because, you know, there's, there's a belief system and then there's a part where you still go into the, the denial of, yes. of it. And so we're going to be talking about surrender, surrendering in all things in your life, because, you know, mm -hmm. obviously in my situation, it was the death of my father. So, I mean, here's somebody that I've had a relationship my entire life and it's sad. It's sad when they have to go, but logically what we know to be as humans is that we grow old and we die. Mm -hmm. So logically I have to accept this fact, but emotionally I'm not ready to accept it sometimes mm -hmm. fully. And I know that everybody has different grieving processes and Gloria, I know that, that you've been very supportive as a friend um, and a colleague as well in this and share some of the insight that you feel in regards to really being able to tap into the emotional part with people. Absolutely. Actually, I'm no stranger to grief and loss. Uh, my first uh, death was witnessing my uncle at the age of two. 
and lost my mother and two brothers at young ages, my spouse at a young age, my father 18 months later, and also being in tune at a very young age in a dream state of people that were going to pass before they passed. And, you know, I didn't really know that it was a gift per se. I thought everybody had this ability. You know, I just thought it was the norm. And so I feel because I was exposed to death and dying at such a young age, not to say that I dealt with it any easier, but I had insights through the dreams and through the connections with the loved ones that have passed on that made me realize that the veil is very thin. And so there's a sense of peace that can come with that, except for when it's a shock, you know, that it's like it throws you literally Mm. out of your body. And for example, when my husband was missing eight days and turned up, you know, deceased, that was a shock at the age of 43 years old, you know, and something that he wasn't ill, you know. So sometimes we can make some sense of it when someone is older because we do know that somebody older than us more than likely will pass on. But sometimes it's a sibling. Sometimes it's a child and it's not so easy. And the grieving process can take, take years. You know, we're a society that tends to numb emotions out. And for me, I tend to want to ride them and experience them and see where they take me in my own personal surrender journey. And that is really what grief has taught me and through all my studies as well, that it's actually a beautiful process. And I've helped people that were terminal cancer patients actually cross over because I realized throughout life, people used to call me the angel of death and I didn't like that. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> And then I realized that it was actually a gift, a gift to be fully present with a soul when it passes on. So that also brought me some peace. Yeah, that's, um, I think the belief of when you have that gift that you think everybody else has it too, but I also have heard from people that have the gift like both of you that everybody can hone in on it. Everybody can develop it more fully. And, and so, Deborah, this kind of then takes me to the question, you know, first of all, why, why do you do it? I mean, how did you see this as a gift to be able to help other people in their he- healing capacity? Very briefly, I, I do want to touch upon, um, I, I had a premonition of my own father's death. So that was what my hang-up was, you know, um, with accepting this as God-given and and a gift, you know. So um, why do I do it? Because I feel it's a vocation. I didn't choose to be a medium. I feel that it chose me, you know, the creator Mm -hmm. chose me. And and yes, um, getting back to something that you said, as far as everyone can hone in on this. Yes, absolutely. Our loved ones send us signs all the time, but many times we blow it off, you know, and, or we, a rational mind tries to make sense out of it, you know, that as a coincidence or, or for instance, but um, I do it because, again, I feel that it's a vocation. I want to be of service. I want to help others. I want to give them a little bit of peace and comfort if I'm able to. Um, And the feedback that I have been blessed enough to receive has been things like, geez, Deborah, I lost my three-year-old son, Johnny, several years ago, and I've been in therapy 
and I've had one reading with you and you've helped me more than four mm -hmm. years of therapy. Um, now, I'm not a therapist, you know, I just want, I'm not a doctor, but um, that made me feel as, the, as though I had a purpose, you, you know, with the mediumship. So I do it to help others, Bonnie. Oh, I love that. I love that the, the doing it to help others. And I, and I do, I, I want to share some of the things that um, Deborah uh, had shared with me when we get into this next segment. But Gloria, I know that, that from the, from the point of healing, you know, we're talking about potentially death. And of, of course, mediumship is really supportive to that. But how can how can mediumship and, and what you're doing, Deborah, how can that help people that are maybe just stuck in their lives or they feel like they can't move on or move forward or courageously take on some some dreams? Well, um, the other side sends that encouragement most mm. often. And also by providing evidence, I'm able to assure them by providing the evidence that it is their loved one, you know, by the evidence that's provided. And what do I mean by evidence? I mean, like how old they were, what they died of, what they looked like, um, their personality, things like that. Um, and I share, they bring memories to my mind, which I share with the client. And also they bring current situations. And once the current situations start to kick in, um, people realize that there is the survival of the soul after death, a physical human death, you know, that we do go on, our soul does go on, and we, we live on. And we, mm. are, we don't have a voice box anymore to speak. You know, so we might flick the lights, you know, <laughs> um, for instance. So or, I know Or tip over picture frames. True. Absolutely. I, yeah. Honestly, yeah. that's Absolutely. what I hear from people all the time is they tip over picture frames. So keep pictures yes. in your house. Don't keep them all on your phone if you want to make sure that your loved ones are trying to <laughs> sure. message you, right? They like to move things for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Oh, my God. Yes. Now, of course, people... Um, people I don't want to ask it this way, but it, I'm going to ask it anyway, because this is probably a very common thing that you get. How do you do it? How do you speak with these people on the other side? Okay. Um, what I do is I, I do a lot of meditation and a lot, a lot of um, sitting in the silence. Okay. So that I learn to know what my thoughts are and what the thoughts of spirit is. And um, I raise my vibration up, spirit meets me halfway, and then they communicate with me through my psychic senses, which everyone has, okay? So they're known as the Claire's, and um, Gloria, I know, can explain. <laughs> yeah, we'll, <laughs> let, we'll let Gloria explain that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that's how I do it. And then um, I use um, audio. Okay. Now, I don't always hear uh, an actual voice, but it's more like a thought that jumps, jumps into my head. Okay. Sometimes I do hear a voice, it's, and, I, and um, I feel it. Sometimes I'll get a quick physical sensation, and that will tell me how the person passed, you know. Um, I just know it sometimes as well, you know. Um, sometimes I smell a cologne or cigarettes, or a flower, 
um, things like that. Soup. Sometimes I've smelled um, coffee and bacon. You know, and it I is, just yeah, it is amazing. Strange. Yeah. That smells can can come through and remind you of something, and and yes. you know, and shift that. And it's like, wait a minute, how how is that possible that I'm smelling that right now? This is my house. It it's nowhere yes. in my house. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to do that. So you you said something, and then I want Gloria to kind of fill in on um, the different the different types of it. Mm-hmm. Like you talked about being clairvoyant and all yes. that stuff. When you said, I raise my vibration. So if somebody wanted to kind of tap into themselves more closely or connect with loved ones, how do you raise your vibration? Okay. Personally, I do it through exercises. But I do want to say, you don't need to. You don't really need to. But me as a communicator, in order to see spirit, when I say spirit, I'm referring to your loved ones and friends and family that have passed on. Pets too, okay? Um, So they can communicate. They're never wrong. I can sometimes misinterpret what they're trying to get across. Mm -hmm. So in order for me to do a better job at that, I raise my vibration through meditation. I fill myself with the creator's divine light. I open up these energy centers. um, And I just expand my energy field. And I just breathe, and breath is very important. And that's personally how I do it. Will it happen anyway? Yes, it absolutely will happen, you know, um, anyway. But when I'm delivering messages for other people, that's what I personally do. I always say a prayer that I please, you know, be of service and that I provide a little peace and comfort in and may the message be somehow, some way healing for the individual coming to me. Um, and again, that's a personal thing. Do you have to do all that? No, but that's how I set my intention personally. Mm, to great. great. Okay. That, that, that makes sense to me. And I don't think anybody's described it more. Sorry, you guys, I'm having some technical difficulties here with my, uh, my computer. So please feel free to, to keep going on Gloria. If I start to freeze okay. up, I need to get water. Sorry. So. Yeah. But Gloria, give us a little insight of these different types of, of psychic abilities, I guess you'd call it. They're actually our senses. We all have them. They're our birthright, okay? So we give names to them, like, like Deborah was saying. They all begin with a clair, like clairvoyance yeah. <laughs> is the ability to see. Like some people can see things, all right? Uh, clairsentient is what we feel. Claircognizant is what we know. Clairaudient is what we hear. And I know I'm missing one, I think, in there. The one is the smell and it's olfactory. Like, um, yeah. And, yeah. So it, and, and they've discovered more of them, you know. Mm-hmm. Some people call it intuition. You yes, know, some people intuition. call it intuition. Yeah. And, you know, again, everyone's born with it. That's right. Which, you know, so what happens is, you know, if somebody tells us, let's say like as children, we have this wonderful imagination, don't we? Sometimes we have imaginary friends and people <laughs> say, come on, there's nothing there. It's just your imagination. Well, the more a child hears that, they turn off this center, the clairvoyant center, because they were told there doesn't exist. And there was a time, a long, long time, I would not tell people I was clear audience and hearing voices because they put me on drugs thinking I was crazy. <laughs> So we got, we got taught these things like, don't, don't say anything. Okay. But we all have this birthright and it can be developed. And like 
Deborah was saying earlier, we have to learn how to discern the frequencies, the energies, so that we know that which is truth and not some of the other things that sometimes get in the way that may not be exactly what, what is real and true. Mm, I love that. I think, I think if there's any one that kind of probably makes the most sense to me, it would be clear audience for me. I think I, I hear things coming in and I've learned to stop and just be still. And, and I feel as though maybe there's somebody trying to reach me, somebody trying to message me or something I need to have uh, an awareness or some caution around. Right, exactly. And sometimes people will say, you know, well, I don't actually hear words. Remembering, again, it's a frequency that it can come mm-hmm. to our thoughts that way, like we think we're hearing something. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, cool. I, I have heard, I have heard um, as a child, you know, I, I share this, this experience more than I've, I've shared it a lot, actually. Um, you know, I was being followed by a gentleman, not a gentleman, a man. And, um, and um, basically I thought I had lost him and I didn't. And, but I didn't know that. I really thought I lost him. And I heard, watch out. And I looked up because I literally thought someone hollered it out of a window or something, but it didn't, it, it, there was nobody there. And I, I heard turn around. And as I did, there was a gentleman sneaking up on me that man that I thought I had lost. So I believe my personal belief is that that was, um, at first, like I said, I thought it might've actually been a, a person that's right. seen this. And, um, but my belief is that was, that was, you know, my angels uh, looking out for me. Uh, but I have also heard, you know, um, a voice, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's like I said, it's more like a thought. I know it's not my thought. That's the majority of the time. The other, sometimes I will hear a voice. You know, um, I must say it is different than, um, again, I'm not a doctor, but I've been told by individuals who are, it is much different than mental illness. Um, It is never mean or telling you to do things that would be hurtful to yourself or others. That's not spirit. That's not our creator. That is something else. Deborah, I have a question now that you brought that up. You know, it's never mean or anything like that. No, I understand. Sometimes people get messages like that, okay? They get a message coming through. And here's one I'd like you to address the audience with because especially as people are starting to develop these skill sets, Mm -hmm. they may feel like they have to blurt these things out to people like because they have this knowing or they're hearing it and they're just telling them. For me, I've learned to, to ask, is it a message for me or is it a message for them and have a, a discernment and boundaries and respect for that. What do you feel around that for people that are starting to get this information? They just want to tell everybody, which can shock some other people sometimes. Absolutely. And first of all, they didn't ask you for it. Okay. So leave the people in the supermarket alone. Um, like I said, I'm a natural. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but, you know. Uh, seriously, you know, I'm a natural medium. So I've been this way all my life. I remember as a child, my mom saying, go give so-and-so a kiss. And I did. And I had no filter as a child. And I'm like, you're going to die, you know? And then it's like, don't say that, you know? So before I knew 
not to do that. And when I was first, when this first came back as an adult, I often did make those mistakes myself. I do, I have learned through top notch individuals um, not to do that unless someone asked you for that. And very, I love how you touched upon that point, Gloria, too, as to sometimes it's really not about the person, the message that you're getting, no matter how accurate it may be. All right. It's about spirit teaching you. Mm. you know? So in that sense, it is for you and it is for you to develop and learn. So you I know, hope I was clear with that. Yeah. I remember, Deborah, when I was doing a lot of massage and healing work that I would get information like that. And some of it was very shocking at times. I never shared it with my client because I had this innate feeling it really was for me that if, in fact, they were to open to this level, mm-hmm. they needed someone more compassionate and understanding. And I remember one time something that came through that was very unpleasant, and I thought, would I be prepared if this, in fact, was true? So I went for more trainings, just like you with top-notch mm-hmm. people, and seven months later, this woman had this recollection, and thank goodness I was in a different state and could support her through that healing process. Yes, and like I said, I had a premonition of my own father's death. I had lots of premonitions. I didn't ask for them. And I kept saying, why do I have to know this? Why do I have to know this? If I can't change this, why do I have to know it? And I, I, like I said, I went through my period of, you know, digesting everything and learning the, the lesson of free will, that everyone has free will. So it, it, it was, it, you know, and, and also like as a child, I blamed myself. Because I didn't know any better. It wasn't like I grew up in a family where this was taught or, or done, or, you know. Um, so, you know, I had to unlearn all of those things and, and experience them to learn the lesson of free will. And, and sometimes you will get those premonitions, Gloria. How do you answer? Knowing. Deborah, how do you answer the question now when you know, that you asked in the past, and then we're going to take a quick break right after this. But when you said, why do I need to hear this? How do you answer that question now? Now I know it was part of my commitment and development because I, like I said, I had to learn that lesson that I'm not in charge here. Even though I know it, Mm -hmm. I'm not in charge. That we're all born with free will. You know, yeah. and, and that was very hard. It was a hard lesson, you know. Um, so when, you know, my, my father passed, just as i seen it. And, and how, much times, how much time had gone in between from when you had that premonition to his passing? I would say, I know it was less than a, about a year maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but, well, actually, it was within the year of the near death experience that I had and then um I don't recall maybe about a month or seven weeks seven weeks I think it was from the actual premonition to when he actually passed oh yeah that's uh that's hard that's hard but it is it is it is part of Mm -hmm. um this evolution that like you said that you know you 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 can't question it. You have to accept it. And then yeah. we have to look at that part of us because this is, the, and this, this is a conversation that the three of us have been having for like right. you know, the last month. What is our purpose and how are we a contribution to others? And how do we want to deliver on that purpose? And 
because we all have some unique gifts that we offer. We're just not quite sure how to put it out there into the world, or we don't want to feel judged or, you know, not accepted by what our gift is that we're putting out there. So it's, it's, it's important that we also see that we have the gift. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I was, well, Deborah, like I, you, I knew when my first brother died, he came to me in a dream and he was preparing for my second brother's death and he was taking all his clothes and furniture. And I'm like, in the dream, what are you doing? And he says, you don't understand. We're preparing. And I'm like, no, it was 18 months later that my second brother passed away. And like you, it's like, why do we have to know this? But I do understand it was very hard for my father to hear his first son died, let alone his second. And so there was a greater understanding and, and a level of comfort for me to kind of be prepared that this, in fact, was going to happen. And three yeah. days before, I kind of knew. I just knew that it was going to happen in that timing. Well, perfect. Well, you guys, we're going to take an audio break right now, um, but we're still going to be live on Facebook. So for those of you, we got Tanya and Kim and a few others here that are uh, Grace that are joining us on Facebook. So if you guys have some questions, um, please feel free to ask. But I I love some of the comments that uh, Tanya says she does see spirits, hear spirits and smell spirits. Um, and Kim, I was thinking about you today too. So we must be, we must be psychically connected. Thank you for watching our show today. So we're going to, we're going to take a quick audio break. And when we come back in our next segment, I'm going to share some of the things that Deborah had shared with me in regards to my loved ones. Um, and then we'll talk about how we can, can, how, how really this type of service, this type of gift can help other people who might still be struggling with some, some loss in their lives. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions, to profits, to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. After years of waiting, there's a radio show for shotgunning enthusiasts worldwide. Tune into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation for the very best in wing and clay shooting talk. Join Marty and his guests as they bring you hunting and shooting information that you can use. So whether you're a beginner or a seasoned pro, this show can be your go-to source for wing and clay shooting information. Listen live every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific for Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. On the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Welcome back, everybody. I am here with my co-host, Gloria Coppola, who is a spiritual awakening life coach, author, and motivational speaker, and um, just really a, a, a brilliant lady that uh, wants wants to do so much good in the world and so much good for other people. Um, and we've been, we've been collaborating for years and we've been always trying to figure out what can we continue to bring forth that makes sense for people that they'd want to join us in this journey. And it does have a spiritual side to it um, to be able to make that happen. And of course, uh, our guest is Deborah Finley. And Deborah is uh, what you would call a medium. So she's considered an, an evidential medium, mm-hmm. she's a certified angel card reader, ordained minister and, minister and a mentor. Um, and she's been working with psychic medium over 25 years. It's a gift that she just knew she always had. Uh, she's honed it in. And um, we'll talk a little bit about uh, my journey with her on a reading and how beautiful it was for some of uh, two relatives and one friend um, to come through in such a powerful, unmistakable way that there was no question that it was not them. So that was a beautiful thing. But Deborah, first, before we go there, I want to kind of tap into the naysayers out there. Like, like, you know, it, as, a, as a brand called a medium and putting yourself yes. out there, what are you faced up against? What are the challenges that you're faced up against when you've got people that don't believe this or don't recognize uh, their own gifts in it? Well, quite frankly, I respect them. Mm-hmm. I respect them because everyone's entitled to their own belief. They really are. I'm not to prove anything to anyone, you know, and uh, that just takes a lot more energy than I use anyway. <laughs> and, um, and it's about mutual respect. That's all. So I don't try to force my belief systems on anyone. I really don't. And um, it took me until I was in my 50s, and I'm still in my 50s, thank God, not much longer. But anyway, um, to really embrace who I am, my authentic self, to, to just be who I am. Um, now, when I'm in, you know, when I worked in the medical field, you know, or the medical end of um, massage at the doctor's office, I didn't read people, you know. Um, so, you know, there's a time and a place, you know. So that's all I want to say about that. 
Perfect. Good. Gloria, what about you? Because, you know, I, I've seen you really come into yourself with your gifts and, and, and it's interesting that you both, um, you know, are in that, the healing modalities of massage, Mm -hmm. Reiki, those type of things. Um, It seems that that's really a, a connecting point. Like you're touching people. You must, at the end of the day of touching people all day long in that type of a role as a massage therapist, you've got to be exhausted sometimes because that energy has to come through. Yes, it does. And if we don't learn our boundaries around it, then we will be exhausted. I fortunately had some really great teachers that right from the very beginning taught us about what is ours and what is not. And fortunately, when I had my school, I passed that on. But I hear it all the time. You know, massage therapists, healing arts practitioners are drained. As a matter of fact, in my empath group on Facebook, I hear it all the time. And we, again, Deborah brought it up about the discernment of energy. We have to know what is ours, what is somebody else's, what is spirit's, and be clear on that. And part of that is taking care of ourselves and owning our authentic self, knowing who we are. And that takes courage. It takes a lot of courage, especially, you know, Deborah, what she has to do here with her gift, you know, because there are going to be naysayers too, right? Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of courage of knowing who you are. And so no matter what aspect of healing that we're providing through mediumship, through touch, we have to really own ourselves and we have to be clear on that. And it takes, it's a journey. It takes a lot of work to do that. And at this stage in the sixth decade of my life, ladies, (laughs) um, you know, my work has taken me into this soul level of working with people and talk about naysayers, you know, so we have to be strong. We have to really do a lot of our own clearing Mm-hmm. We have to identify with our pillar of faith or whatever our strength is, mine is faith, and, and just know that we stand in our truth. And it's just like any, any leader out there, any spiritual leader, any healer that has reached a level of their own truth and authenticity has, has really worked on their own courage and knowing who they are. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, oh I, yeah, I have to, I definitely have to agree with that. And it's interesting because... I think that sounds like what people need. I mean, look at the younger generation. Look at the 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 issues, the problems that we're calling them, you know, we're, we're calling it gun problems. But the truth is, is, these are mental health issues that we're dealing with. And I think a lot of that is attached to not understanding our own boundaries, like not and, and, able to yeah. feel our feelings, express our feelings properly. Um, and, but I, I, gosh, I really see that an oppor- as an opportunity for us to be more present with other people is to help them understand boundary issues. Absolutely. And, you know, there's so much noise, electronic noise, everything kind of noise. And a lot of the younger kids that have come in in the last few decades are extremely highly sensitive beings that are part of this journey, like Deborah, myself, and you and others, to, to help this world. But what's happening, like you said, Bonnie, they, they're, not, they're not expressing themselves. They're actually getting numbed out. They're being put on more medications, mm. and therefore they don't understand a lot of what's going on. And uh, it's, it's for us to try to help them in the way we can. Deborah, what do you want to say about that? Yeah. I just want to say that um, for me personally, uh, you know, again, via feedback, um, I'm seeing the younger generation, so many of them didn't have any hope, you know, any hope at all. Um, and I, yeah, we can, we can delve into why that might, it might be going on and why it might not be, you know, 
But um, for me, like I said, when the feedback that I'm receiving is that I've given them hope, you know, that there really is something after we leave here. Because many of them are taught, you know, and again, I don't want to, you know, get into other people's belief systems, but many of them are taught we come from apes and stuff and and, and, you know, well, the creator created them, too, you know. So, anyway. Right. Um, Where did the apes come from? Nobody, <laughs> nobody asked that question. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, probably, I don't know, a rock or something. But I don't know. But I'm not making fun. I'm really not. But but the point is that, you know, we have an uh, intelligence that created us, you know, uh, that is beyond our human comprehension. It yeah. really is. And, and even beyond human words that I could try to use to, to express it. And um, so for me, you know, it, it's been rewarding and humbling, you know, to, to see the younger generation have some hope, you know, that their, their buddy, you know, um, who had a tragic ending, you know, uh, lives on in another way, you know, in another way. So... Um, that's what I want to say about that. Uh, I know it's not a lot, but well, and, and uh, mind you, so I I just want everybody to know that when Deborah did a reading for me, we had, uh, we had never met. We didn't know each other at all. We had connected via email a couple times just to be able to set up a scheduled appointment time to be able to um, discuss some opportunities with more female um, programming, female Mm -hmm. uh, opportunities. And uh, so it worked out that we had like just a few minutes to be able to get on the phone real quick and chit chat and then reconnect the next uh, day on some more thorough opportunities together. And Deborah had just said, she goes, Bonnie, she goes, I've really, I've got to go. I've got an event that I have to do, but you have people coming through right now and I'm going to ask them to just maybe come back. So we need to just set up a time to talk. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) And we did, we set up a time to talk the next morning and I was very anxious um, to do this. And again, you know, I think just like anybody, there's a, there's a little bit of nervousness to it. And there's a little bit of how does this work? Is it true? It's, you know, that, that little bit of, uh, questioning it. And she wasn't, we weren't even on zoom like this for more than a couple of minutes. And my dad, my brother, and my friend Elena came through and quickly, fast and uh, abruptly. And, and the way the words she used, the way that she described the the language, each person had its i you know its its personality come through and its identity, and it was it was remarkable um, to be able to do that. I mean, my father being a very stoic, uh, good provider for the family, not necessarily a religious belief, um, you know, really kind of very black and white in his approach to things. Um, and Deborah brought that through, so I knew it was him. And there were there were words she used and pictures she described that couldn't have been anything other than that. And she didn't know anything about what had happened in my family uh, recently. She 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 knows nothing about me at this point. Yeah, I I, I just want to say I prefer not to. Oh you know? yeah, of course. Yeah, I have um, I have a lot of integrity, and and I say that. Not egotistically, but I say that proudly, you know, and um, I don't really want to know anything about someone uh, before I read them because um, I, I don't know. I just don't, you know, I'd rather 
you know, I can't guarantee who's going to show up. I, mm -hmm. I just cannot. And I'd rather be told, geez, you know, six other people came, but the one I wanted to hear from didn't come. And so that I could explain that to the person as to why that happens sometimes. Um, then, then know ahead of time, you know. So I just want to say that. Um, so I thank you again. And I'm, I'm so, like I said, I'm so grateful that I was able, you know, you allow me to do that for you. Yeah. So thank you. I mean, and I believe, I really believe that there is this afterlife. And I believe that, that my loved ones are near me. Um, and that's oh, my yeah. daddy. That's my daddy yes. in the picture right there. So okay. here and hanging see. out with us today on this show. Um, I think I think one of the things that Deborah that you brought forth for me that that provided an enormous amount of healing um, was when my brother came through and you had said something and my brother passed away by suicide almost 29 years ago. So he has been dead longer than he was alive on this earth. He was 22 when that happened. And of course, we've never had any answers like most people that have to be survivors of suicide. They, they don't have answers. There's, there's nothing significant that just really jumps out at you and says, Oh, well, this is why. And one of the things that Deborah had shared when my brother came through was he didn't want to say much and she kind of prefaced that, but um, she then also uh, had shared that he said he was born that way. And um, it was when I hit my head that I, when I was hit that I knew that I couldn't continue to live this way. And that, I mean, that was one of the things that we thought he had, he had been in a situation where somebody had hit him uh, broadside on the head um, and he probably had a pretty severe concussion, but, you know, he was a young kid drinking underage. And so, of course, there was nothing that they did about it at that time. Um, and I think it did kind of prolong it. And that was probably one of the most powerful things that, that I could have heard because, you know, we, we will spend the rest of our lives questioning that. But, of course, the happy part was that my father and my brother were together, which we had hoped in the end that they would just be waiting and connect with each other on the other side. And I know that that is the case and that's happening. So it, um, it set a pace for me from sadness in, in the grief process to hope. To, you know, like I was able to kind of go from sadness to hope that it's okay, that it is part of this cycle and that our loved ones are um, with us all the time and that our loved ones are waiting for us on the other side when we reach that point. And um, spiritually from, and, you know, from my humanness side of me, I, I, I don't know what could be better. So, uh, you know, I encourage anybody that might be, um, you know, really suffering or, or, or you feel as though you have not healed a particular situation in your life or you potentially, um, want to connect with Deborah based on some some loved ones that have that you've lost. Um, Deborah's going to share her information at the end of our show of how you can reach out to her. And then, of course, you guys will join us next week when Gloria and I continue this conversation to talk about the surrendering of healing because healing is just one part of the journey. Um, there then becomes a part where if it if it doesn't support our life and we get stuck in it how do we get unstuck from that particular point of healing so Gloria share with us any other insight that you'd like to provide to uh, all, any of it 
Well, the other thing I like to bring up, because I hear people asking me this all the time, because I am in tune to my loved ones, is I don't hear from my loved ones. How come? You know, I'm not having dreams. I'm not having things move around in the house. And I remember after my husband had died, he was coming to me so much. I actually stopped it. I was like, give me a break here. And and then I did boundary. <laughs> yeah. And then I didn't hear from him for such a long time that I began to feel the sadness that I hear from other people. And and so I basically just asked him, you know, if you can come back and visit me. And it took a while and he did. And I said to him in the dream state, Where have you been? And this is what he told me. He says, I have been here all along, but you have not seen me for who I am. And I thought, Whoa, what does that mean? And in the dream, he actually looked very different from a time before I met him when he was going through other challenges and I would not have recognized him. So, you know, we never really know why we don't see them or feel them or hear them. But I do know from my own experiences that if you stay open to it, sometimes they can literally drive you crazy <laughs> doing all sorts of phenomena. For example, 20, 23 years later, recently, uh, of a cassette tape from a workshop he and I taught on relationships showed up in my suitcase while I was traveling to California. How does that happen? So I do know they are fully present. I do know they love to get their messages to us, but we have to be open to it. And if we have any blocks, any fear around it, that's also going to inhibit them coming to us. What do you feel about that, Deborah? I agree. And I also believe that on the other side, we evolve, you know, we evolve, we grow still, you know. So I think that's beautiful, Gloria. That, and thank you for, you know, sharing that with everybody because that was beautiful. Yeah, I, I do believe that there there's work on the other side too because that was one of the things Absolutely. that you shared about my brother. You had said that uh, he said you wouldn't oh. recognize yeah. me. I've, I've done further work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard that message um, from, yeah. from loved ones too. It's like, we're doing work, you know, whatever we didn't completely, you know, finish up here and their own evolution process. So, yeah, we have yeah. a, we have a couple minutes left. Deborah, I know you want to say something. We have a couple minutes left and then I want to make sure that you share how people can well, find I, you. I'm having a hard. Okay. Um, I have a website and it's um, www dot angel dash energy dot org and that's the best way to get a hold of me and my num- my phone number <laughs> should I give my phone number <laughs> no, I might not answer <laughs> yeah have no people, just have get people, a hold of me through the website yeah. That's great. Have people reach out to you that. And then, Gloria, will you give us, uh, I know you're going to be joining us next week, but share with people how they can connect with you as well. Okay. My website is my name. It's www.gloriacoppola.com. Perfect. Good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, you know, whether you guys are a believer or not in this, but if you're, if you're struggling with something in your life and, and uh, you think that, that one of these two ladies can help you to become unstuck or connect you with a loved one that had, um, that maybe you just need, you need, you need that healing part of it. Um, please do feel free to reach out to either one of these ladies so that they can help you. Cause um, we all have our journeys and we're all going to be on our journeys, but if you're on a journey that's not serving you and that journey, if it's not serving you, it's not serving the people around you. 
Right. It's not serving your life path, your money path, your spirit path. Your none of the none of the paths. It's not serving if you don't feel like you're well connected to yourself and in, in in this current existence. So, um, I always say, get the support that you need to get to the place that you want to be in. And I think all three of us, um, as as gals, have done. We've done work. We've done work to be able to be at a place where we we choose the contributions that we can offer to other people. Um, but I love the conversation that we had around boundaries. Um, and I think that's, I think that's still, I, I think every time we go through a life path, a life situation, we have to reestablish our boundaries. So I, I definitely like that conversation as well. Deborah, thank and, you. And, and that's what I love about Deborah. You know, when she says she lives in integrity, she really does. Mm-hmm. I've been on calls with her too, where she says, can I have permission, you know, to, to say this, you know, and I wasn't, it wasn't that I was a naysayer about these gifts, but I know that there are some that are not clear in integrity. So find yourself somebody that, that lives in that way, in that life. And Deborah, I'm glad that our paths have crossed and that you could help friends like Bonnie along the way because you're a beautiful soul. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you. I believe the same about you. I really do. And I, I feel, again, you know, I'm using this word a lot, but I mean it grateful to both of you, you know, for sharing this because it's not always easy, you know, to, to share things like this. No. Oh, oh no. I can imagine that it can't be. And, and Mm -hmm. so I want to just remind everybody that Gloria and I are going to be together next week and we're going to take the healing conversation to the next level of surrender. And I know, you know, we, the minute you think of surrender, you think of the white flag, you know, (laughs) somebody hanging out in a, you know, in a war ditch and you're, you're waving the white flag and surrender can sound like you are giving up, but surrender from a spiritual sense and from a real deep meaning um, has nothing to do with giving up. It, it has to do with understanding that there's nothing to fight to begin with. So it's, it's a bit of an oxymoron in that. And then, you know, I want to let you guys also know that uh, as of October 1st, I'm changing the brand to Beauty Inside and Out. We're going to be called Beautiful Brands Inside and Out. Because one, of the, one of the struggles that I see, and Deborah, you, you kind of took note of that, is that sometimes we have these gifts and we want to be a contribution to the world and we're not quite sure how to get it out there. Yeah. So we're going to be talking with some high-level brands that have done a great job of getting it out there. And I'm going to ask them, what were their, what were their challenges? What were they up against in order to do that? So for the rest of the year, after next week with Gloria and I, we're going to be talking about beautiful brands inside now and, and how you can also then get your take your brand to the next level. Deborah, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Gloria, thank you for being my lovely co-host, and I will see you next week. And again, you guys, you can find um, uh, Deborah at angel.energy.org. Give her a, uh, give her a, a message on her dash. dash not Okay, angel-energy.org. Angel <laughs> uh, reach you. out to Deborah. She's amazing, and um, I would highly recommend it if you're still struggling with some, with some loss. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today, and remember to always be you in beauty. Yes. Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. 
Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.